Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2065. Hey, today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Friends of Steve McQueen Car and Motorcycle Show. It takes place on June 5th on the campus of the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. To get your ticket and learn more, go to stevemcqueencarshow.com. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Altadena, California, where the lemons are on the trees, so I hear the sun is shining, unlike where I'm sitting today, where the rain is falling, with a very special guest that, you know, I'm reconnecting with a, an old buddy here, Michael Dolphin. Michael, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am absolutely. It's my favorite activity. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. You know, <laughs> before we get started, I'll tell my listeners here, Michael and I met many years ago at the Porsche Parade in San Diego, city where I grew up in. And it's so cool that we're reconnecting here on Cars Yeah, talking about another great event that's going to be happening here this summer with the Friends of Steve McQueen Car Show and Motorcycle Show. And before I give you a proper introduction, Michael, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you? Oh, other than the fact that I'm a serial volunteer, probably, and I'll honestly admit it, that in my world, cars are actually number two. Okay. Great jazz is number one. <laughs> yeah. You worked in the music industry for quite a while, didn't you? I, I did indeed. My dad began in, in the music industry. And when I was a child, I was sitting in Billie Holiday's lap and I had no idea who she was. Oh my, no way. Serious? Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Well, that's, you know, I was thinking about you last night, Michael, because I was watching a movie, I think it was on Hulu, perhaps, called Spencer, and it was about Princess Diana and the really challenging part of her life being part of the royal family. And if anybody's watched that show, the background music was this jazz music that really had this moody vibe, and it was a lot like that movie with Tom Cruise where he was a hitman, he, um commandeered yep. the taxi driver and they they yep. you know and that mu that music and the jazz when they went in and he assassinated that poor jazz player i know that's a terrible thing to say but uh, the music in this movie spencer with the jazz really had this like it was neat but it was uh, kind of unnerving and and the whole movie was about her unnerving life and how she was just mentally blown to bits having to live in a world that she really was not either prepared for or didn't want to be a, a part of. But uh, jazz, very cool. Are you still listening to a lot of jazz? I listen. I go to concerts. In fact, in the movie that you referred to, I know which nightclub they use. Really? I know some of the musicians who were the background music in that. Wow. In fact, the bass player that was in that particular is now the bass player in uh, the Count Basie Orchestra, who I went to New York to see just before the uh, pandemic started. Wow. Wow. Very cool. Well, we have a multifaceted diamond here on Cars Yeah! today. A uh, lot of shining pieces, so let me give you a proper introduction. Michael Dauphin is the awards chairman and chief judge at the Steve McQueen Car and Motorcycle Show. He's a technical advisor for the Grand Prix region of the Porsche Club of America, 
you listeners know I kind of like Porsches, a national Concord judge and a national driving instructor for the PCA as well. He is also a past co-chair for the California Festival of Speed. Michael is a Vietnam-era Army veteran. Thank you for your service. And his love for Porsche Mark has led him to many events on the lawn and the track, but it's the friendships he develops along the journey that mean the most to him. His career has included time in the music industry, as we talked about, and he was appointed by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger's office as the Workforce and Training Programs Administrator for the nine counties of Southern and Central California, where I used to live. Uh, he held that position until his retirement. Now he plays with cars all day long. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Michael, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So give him a little love and we'll be right back. You know, I've been an advocate for Covercraft products to protect my vehicles for decades. But did you know they also offer top quality products for your boats and your watercraft. Covercraft puts their quality design, manufacturing, and fabrics into their full covers, bimini tops, T-tops, boat lift covers, outboard motor covers, personal watercraft, and accessories. Protect your marine toys from dangerous UV rays today with a Covercraft cover. You'll get the same high quality fit that you've come to know for your road vehicles, but on the water. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code ya 21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off, plus you get free shipping too. Simply use the code yeah, Y-E-A-H, 21. At checkout, Covercraft, protecting the things that move you on the road or on the water. Covercraft.com, visit them today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Michael, we are back. So let's dive a little deeper into this world of cars. And you're really all about service, about giving back, about creating relationships. But you found a way to do that through your passion for cars and specifically the Porsche mark, which is my mark of choice. I know I have a BMW, too, and I love those those cars as well. But Porsches are my deal. So how have you tied this love for Porsche into your passion for giving and helping and, and doing things for others? I don't even know how to describe how it happened you know it's it's kind of one of those things you you get into a community that has good people and good people reach out and you reach back the phrase i like you get what you give i was with uh chad mcqueen one day who i'd known for many years i didn't know his dad and i only met him once but chad said something i really got this great idea of doing something to give back to 
the place that created who my dad was or helped to create who my dad was. And that turned out to be the Steve McQueen car and motorcycle show. And that was 12, 13 years ago. And I've been associated with it ever since. And I'm still amazed at, at the community that surrounds that. You know, it's all about giving back. And Chad's been a guest several times here on Cars Jam. We're going to talk about the Boys Republic and the importance of that and how it relates to Chad's father, the great Steve McQueen, and more importantly, how it still today serves youth and helping them get out of challenging, difficult situations to be helpful. But car shows have always been about charity and figuring out a way to give back. And the Porsche Club, in many ways, does that. Let's talk a little bit about all the different things you do at the Porsche Club. We're talking about driving, instructing, judging, car care, all these kind of things. And when you and I met in San Diego, uh, you stood out because your smile is just big and broad. You're so... Uh, how can I describe you? You're, you're just one of these people that when you meet, you feel good. Like it's like Michael cares. I mean, he makes me feel good about who I am. So let's talk about all the different aspects of what the PCA and what you do. It, it's about people. It, it's about people. PCA has uses the, uh, the the slogan. It's not the cars. It's the people. And uh, when I first joined the Porsche Club out of a technical necessity, as I bought a wreck of a car the first time, I didn't think I needed to join a club. I could find out what I needed to know, and then I found out differently. And I was really surprised at the number of people who were willing to reach out if you were willing to listen, which is pretty much the same thing I learned through my professional career. There are people who want to share if you leave yourself open to that, if you're willing to be mentored, if you're willing to pay attention. And in doing that, and with the club of being the club as itself, you find other people who started off maybe in the same place that you did. They only have a simple question. They want to trust somebody. Uh, They want to get great answers. I'm a little bit of, I'm I'm a social person. I'm a very social person. I'm also a little bit of a nerd. So (laughs) I I didn't mind digging a little deeper to find out what I thought I needed to know. But I'd always been amazed at the people that were willing to spend time with me to answer questions. Yeah, the car industry is that way. So you started your Porsche endeavors with, uh, I want to say the lower end of the mark, but the more affordable end with a 914. We bought a 914. I had a 73 2.0. I bought for my son when he was 15, thinking that'd be a great first car. And his, his mom, I've been married to for 38 years. Uh, part of being a, a good partner in a marriage is listening. She said, I think this is a terrible decision. Uh, <laughs> that car is so little and these big SUVs are going to drive right over the top of them. I don't think that's a good idea. And so uh, we fixed that car up and sold it and bought him a, a BMW 3 Series that was much safer. It had lots of airbags in it. But, uh, you know, the 914 is one of those cars that has really kind of come back now. Do you still have that original 914 by any chance? No, I don't have the original one. I have a stack of pieces that <laughs> might turn into a project car. Okay. If I decide to go back to a project car that's just in storage and, you know, it's like time is, and then you realize that time is not as available as it used to be when you got other things <sighs> yeah, going on. It speeds up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about this event that you're involved in because you know Chad and what he's done here is to take what happened to his father and spin it around into this friends of Steve McQueen car and motorcycle show. I've been to the event three times. It's really a cool event. It's set in a great venue. 
how do your responsibilities play out with this event, with what you're doing as the uh, awards chairman and chief judge? Wow, it's it's way different than other folks might have had with other experiences with Concord, the elegance uh, events that happen across the country where we're judging the finest cars for the finest details and, and the ultimate attention to the perfect car. This is a car show for cars, not a show for show cars. And and the, and the way I say that, one of the one of the, the the things I share with my judging team is I don't want perfect cars. I want cars that speak to the Steve McQueen King of Cool persona. Okay. And and the last thing I want you looking for is dirt. <laughs> nice. I want you to look for cars that, that that present well, that have stories. I've asked our judges to ask every car owner while they're spending that five minutes to tell us a little bit about this car, your experience with this car, and, and just share with us why this car means something to you. And I think, I'm, I'm not, I don't think, I'm positive. Then in that way, we get people who look up and say, gee, I actually have run into somebody who, who, who's not looking for the dirt and lint, but somebody who cares, shares the love. The, and, and it's one thing to say love of cars. It is, a, you know, I know on the other hand, we can say it's a piece of machinery and everything else. But, you know, when it's blood, sweat and tears and you've got knuckle skin, you know, somewhere up under the exhaust pipe, yeah. you've cut yourself and, you know, those kinds of things while you're you're working on it. And it really doesn't make any difference whether it's a Porsche, a Ferrari or a Ford or a Chevy or a Carmen Ghia or Whatever the case may be, that car is my car. One of the things that this event does, which I thought was cool, and I wanted to ask if they're doing that this year, is the awards are made by the kids at the school. Is that still happening? That is still happening. Wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the fact that there's actually kids from the school, boys and girls, involved in the judging process, too? They are in George. They are involved in the judging process. They get to make some of their own decisions on a few cars and motorcycles that are in that are based on whatever they come up with that morning. I'm not going to question it. That's cool. On, on, only that we can we can represent it. Well, plus the the many things that the school teaches them to be self sufficient careers and so forth. I know their new food center. Uh, they also prepare the meals and things for the event. Oh my. Goodness. Uh, yeah, the culinary arts training program is we're so happy with that. And we primarily paid for that with car show money. I know. And that that facility, I've seen it when it was first opened was I think the last time I was at the event. It is really top notch. It's very cool. It, it, it is really top notch. And, and even and, you know, a little bit of that crossover being being car guys. It's when we first walked into the kitchen and they were showing off the kitchen and every single piece of stainless steel was brand new and polished. And and there are mixing bowls that you can't get your arm around <laughs> Yeah, uh, because they're large and uh, there is a culinary arts. There is a cordon blue trained instructor there. It's a very well trained instructor and they are doing some amazing, amazing training. For those kids who want to learn, the the one point I, I want to make that that Joe shared with us, Joe is the lead instructor, is that every not every young person is going to want to get into culinary arts, but 
every young person gets the opportunity to come in the kitchen and learn how to make a perfect omelet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's a skill to that. I, I'm still working on that myself. Yeah. I, I can't figure out how some, some, cause I love an omelet and I, I almost eat one every day and, <laughs> I, but they always turn out a little different each time. So I've been starting, maybe I should need to go to the school there and, and learn. Uh, yeah. I, I've been trying some different things in different ways. Some mornings I go, Oh, that worked. What did I do? But it's a same with pancakes. Some some mornings I used to make pancakes for my kids. They were perfect. And other mornings, like, what happened? I mean, one little thing. So it, there really is an art to that. Uh, that's for sure. Talk about some of the cars and motorcycles people expect to see, because what I loved about the event is you see a lot, a big variety in a lot of different things. In fact, the last year I was there, they were actually giving sailplane ride you could uh, pay a little bit donate a little bit of money to the school and you got to fly in a glider which was pretty darn cool so there's a lot to see here right there's a lot to see there and and our team our friends of steve mcqueen committee you know the talents on our team are just pretty incredible we're sitting in a room and somebody says you know there's enough space out there and we can have gliders flying in and out. Yeah. <laughs> and the response is, well, how do we do that? Is Are we going to have to build a runway? Sure, we're going to have to build a runway. Well, what's it going to cost? Well, don't worry about it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got people that donate the equipment to do this. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many people that come together to make this show happen. And, oh. and the eclectic variety of vehicles is what I thought was pretty cool. Anything with wheels and a motor. Well, except for one case, we do have motors without wheels. I was going to say, you, yeah, you did. Yeah, we're going to let your imagination run wild, listeners. But yeah, they actually had machinery that was old-fashioned machinery that maybe farmers would use or industrial. Yep. Yeah, that would run off these little motors and things, and they had demonstrations of them running. It's really a wonderful day. Of a variety of everything that has to do with uh, automation, motor cars, motorcycles, fun stuff. Sure. The, the, the challenge, one, one, it's, it's the combination of things. Steve McQueen, Boys Republic, you know, the trophies. Everybody wants one of those trophies. And uh, I'll confess that one of the things that Peter Dunkel and I agreed on at the beginning, you know, if, if we get more cars, we'll just make more trophies. Yeah. Well, you uh, got and, the talent. And, yeah, we'll just make more trophies, and and for every trophy that goes out, that means that somebody's going to bring back two more people, and that'll work. So we never set 30 trophy limit or 40 trophy limit. We will do what we do to recognize all the cars that are there, because they are literally every mark and make that you could think of in any given year. And, and, and now we've started... the. Two or three years ago, we started to get more lowriders. Nice. That were were starting to to enter the the car show because we we let them know you're welcome. We have classes for you. This is not a Concorde d'Elegance, and that's been really really great. And 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 I keep saying cars, not to forget motorcycles. We have motors. We have this 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 humongous motorcycle display uh, every year, and some significant motorcycles. The 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 bike from the Great Escape and Steve's old 1926 Indian and other bikes that collectors are bringing and you know trail bikes and dirt bikes and Ducatis and and, and the whole bit uh, and we make sure that we try to create the category so that all of those categories are represented 
Uh, I did get beat up, and I say that with a smile on my face. <laughs> I did get beat up a little bit last year because we have so many Porsches and so many Bullet Mustangs because it is the McQueen show, and those kind of go together. That uh, I got kicked a little bit. Guy said, "Well, if we knew this was a Porsche Mustang show, we might have stayed home." And I said, "I tell you what, you are now on the committee, and you will help me create more." So that we'd be certain to recognize even more of the other vehicles that are there. But, you know, we get 65 to 75 Porsches and maybe 100 or so Mustangs, bullet Mustangs every year. So fun stuff. It's fun. You know, and I love the idea of the inclusiveness of this, because one thing I've learned is that car fanatics, inspirational car enthusiasts, um, it's fun for us to get exposed to maybe vehicles we haven't been around. You think about the lowrider scene, very prominent there in Southern California, but maybe that's not a kind of group that you would hang with normally if you're a Porsche club guy. Now I'm kind of uh, making an example here, but the idea is that when you start to get around other people that love other cars, let's even say Porsches versus Mustangs, you realize that you know, all of us car people, we we are all the same, really, and mm-hmm. uh, and and that helps going a long way to just make us realize that you know, just as the human beings, uh, we're all the same. And even though we might have different directions and thoughts, socioeconomic backgrounds, or maybe political ideas, or whatever it might be, that when it comes to cars, that brings us all together. And that's what I love about the car culture. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. At every one of our committee meetings, there are about thirty of us, and we're in you know the 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 rectangle room set up tables. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, every meeting, uh, our guys that lead the Mustang part of the, lead the Mustang part of the group, they'll uh, look over and call me out and say, "Michael, you know we've already got thirty five Mustangs registered. You guys own Porsches are only twenty seven guys registered." And then the next week, I may get to turn it back around. But I mean, every (laughs) single week, there is this Porsche versus Ford thing that goes on for big fun. Yeah. Constantly. (laughs) Constantly working on that mix. Yeah. Well, let's take a short break and think our sponsors. We come back and I typically ask my guests to share a challenge. But I think what I want to talk about today is the challenges that young people face today and how the Boys Republic helps them and young girls uh, get out of that situation and become productive members of society and and help themselves and their families. So keep that thought in mind, Michael, and we'll be right back. All right. Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant. It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant is a spray-on, wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire Spray Sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting, hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion 
based on first-hand experiences. A talented linkage team covers the automotive world. The people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe. That the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So, Michael, I always ask my guests about a challenge, but let's talk about challenges in life. And I'd love for you to share a little bit of a background. Now, Chad did this when he was on the show, but it's been a few years, of how Steve McQueen ended up at the Boys Republic, what that school did for him. And then let's talk about the Boys Republic and how it helped young people who are really challenged in a variety of ways turn their lives around and become productive members of society, more importantly, uh, responsible for themselves and self-reliant. So, uh Tell us a little bit about the Boys Republic, and let's go back to the beginning of Steve McQueen. Sure. The the, the short story, and there are a little more details that, that others could do. The short story is that that when Steve was 15, he got in a little trouble and uh, wound up being, a, being a, through the judicial system, uh, being identified as a ward of the court, uh, where the court decided, the juvenile court decided they needed to monitor uh, his progress to keep him out of trouble. And they sent him to Boys Republic. Uh, Boys Republic was built in 1907 as a residential facility for young people who were having difficulty at home and needed another place to find love, to find someone who would care about their future and build in their future. And so Steve was there for two years. And as he left, he said that Boys Republic changed his life even after becoming the world's biggest movie star. Throughout his life, he constantly came back to Boys Republic as a volunteer. Uh, he dug ditches, he did painting, he did electrical work, he sat around with the boys and girls if they were on the same campus during the day. And, and just to clarify, we do use Boys Republic, but there's a girls' auxiliary, which is at another facility a little bit away from the one in Chino Hills. And he never brought an entourage. He never brought a ton of photographers with him or anyone else to record it. There are some photos that maybe some of the boys took or some of the staff might have taken, but he didn't make it a big deal. Hey, I'm the big movie star. Here I am. He just came as Steve McQueen. And on more than one occasion, I'm told 
he'd tell folks that, that he's got to leave, somebody's picking him up. And someone reminded him, well, didn't you drive in in that pickup truck? He says, yeah, but that's <laughs> not mine anymore. It's, it belongs to Boys Republic. It, it means so much to young people. My professional life was in workforce development and talking to young people about building careers, about working toward careers, and understanding with nothing too political involved or, or, or by any other, young people need role models, they need mentors, they need guides. That That is the case. That is absolutely the case. Anyone who's been successful can point back to someone who helped them develop that. And it starts at home. To one degree or another, it starts at home and it builds from there where you know you have the opportunity to listen to someone else. One of my great mentors always said to me from the time I was a teenager throughout his entire life, he was very fond of saying to me, and never forget that I've already been your age. There are some things you can only learn from experience, not from a classroom, from the experience of others and the fact that they've been there and they've done those things. And it's such a great thing that they do there and they've really turned around. I mean, is there, have they ever kept track of how many lives they've turned around? Oh, gee, I don't know. Thousands got to be. I don't know. It's, it's got to be in the thousands. Every every year at our gala dinner, which is which is attached to to the to the event, we bring back one or two of the kids who've been there. And they talk about where they came from and where they are now. There, there are kids who have been there who are now sponsors. Nice. Yeah. Now they're giving back. Yeah. Like Steve did. Yeah. They're giving back. They're running their own companies or they've been successful in other ways. And it is just absolutely amazing. They, it's, and they are, they don't mind telling you about where they were, the pain that they may have suffered and how differently their lives begin to change when they could sit down and talk to someone who cared about their future from a advisory point of view, but from a partnering point of view, we can help you do this if you let us. It's really just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And you can go and learn a lot more about it. Listeners, uh, just Google boysrepublic.org and you'll find everything you need to know about the organization. If you want to help, donate time, money. Uh, they can use whatever you can offer uh, to help uh, make things better for a lot of people, which in turn makes life better for all of us. Because uh, when you've got productive people in the world versus uh, people that are challenged and troubled, uh, it helps everybody for sure. Let's talk about cars here again, because you're a car guy. <laughs> Would you share one special vehicle in your life and maybe a story about that ride? Oh, yeah. My favorite vehicle, uh, the ones I have, is my totally analog 1977 Carrera 3.0 Ooh. that I was just in yesterday. And I'm, I smile from, from, from <laughs> ear to ear. It is a rare car. I am told there's a Carrera 3.0 registry that exists here. I am told that there are only 46 examples in America. Wow, that is rare. Wow. I was fortunate enough to be able to get it through my military connections uh, to get it here. I don't know if gray market really applies to this car, but only in the sense that there were very distinct differences between the U.S. version of this car and the European version of this car. Mm -hmm. The U.S. version was a 2.7 carb with the famous magnesium case uh, or the infamous magnesium case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
while my car, my 3.0, has a 3-liter that was essentially the 930 turbo motor without the turbo. It's 300 pounds lighter than the U.S. version. It's a wide body versus the U.S. version. Uh, it was the first G-body car from the mid-70s. A couple of other little things, totally Euro, all the way down to uh, the gauges. It is left-hand drive, though. I don't know if I could handle right-hand drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough over here. It, yeah. it, it takes some getting used to. Otherwise, you end up hitting the curb. <laughs> yeah. But she's been driven because I just didn't want to bring it home and make a trailer queen out of it or a garage queen out. She's got 240,000 oh. miles on her, uh, and she just runs beautifully. And as I said, she's my she's the only total analog car they have. A couple of more newer Porsches. But uh, I'm not distracted by GPS or telephone calls or surround sound <laughs> or, you know, it's one of those things you have to learn. You know, she has uh, she doesn't have ABS and she doesn't have traction control, yeah. which means you have to pay attention. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Those old cars. So I'm going to be your car psychologist here to Mike today, Michael. I'm going to call on your skull a little bit. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be? But more importantly, why? As a vehicle? Yeah, yeah. And this isn't what you want to be. This is your idiosyncrasies, the man in the mirror, manifest as a car or a, tr or a truck or a motorcycle. I would be this 1977 Carrera 3.0. You're, you're that tied to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I am that tied to that thing. I am so bonded to that car. Someone noticed it when we, who's, who's ridden with me in, in, in other cars. Yeah. who pointed out to me that I'm, I'm actually more bonded to that car in my driving style than I am in the other cars. And, and thinking about it, I think I am. I, 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 well, one, because you have to be. It's necessary that, that you pay attention. But there, there's a bond. You know, I don't, you know, my, my shifting points are what the car tells me, not what the tachometer tells me. You know, those kinds of things. I, I don't want to make it too ethereal, or but it, but it is it is kind of that. I mean, there are other cars I would want sooner or later, some other kinds of places. But I think this is the one that fits me. No kidding, with that with that many miles too. That's yeah. all about seat time. Is there a great book you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, gee, I'd, I'd there's there's so many. I I was trying to think of that. Um, you know, the first books, I mean, I, I have a ton of Porsche books, but the book that always stands out is not a Porsche book at all. Uh, it's the Robert Heinlein book, The Dune Trilogy, which is probably the first book I was really able to escape into. And, and possibly because it requires that too. Just the whole universe of Dune and everything else just reminded, just it's, it's necessary to put everything else that you think aside. Yeah, an escape. Yeah, it's an escape. It's a whole new introduction to a way of thinking. It's probably my favorite book of all time. I have lots of technical books. I've got the Hurley. I've got the Hurley Haywood book sitting in the middle of my coffee table right now because I love going through that book so much. And Hurley's such a nice guy. Uh, and a few other books by people that I know and, and, and race car drivers that I know and Porsche files that I know. And they're fun to read. Kind of helps my engineering nerdy side of me, as as well as the people to some degree. But it's just hard to think through all of those books 
but the one that 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 pops up every single time when I think book is doomed. Yeah, absolutely. You know that great book uh, about Hurley was by uh, past guest couple times he's been on the show here. Sean Cridlin yes. wrote that book with with Hurley. Hurley's been on the show here a couple of times as well. Yep. Yeah, wonderful book. I mean, uh, yep. legacy of uh, his racing, his life, the cars he got to drive and the stuff he got to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was very cool. He was recently up here in the Pacific Northwest at our Porsche Club event where we have famous people. We've had Vic Ilford in the back, Vic Ilford, uh, Brian Redman, and uh, Hurley Haywood. Uh, very, very cool. So, I was up there for the Vic Alfred. Oh yeah, okay. For well, the Vic Alfred event, which was just totally—he's such a great guy. He could go for hours if you let him. Oh, I know. He, he did. And, In fact, wasn't he the speaker at the Porsche parade, or was that the Portland parade? He was at one of those that I was at, and I remember my son talking about what he said driving the nine seventeen. Might have been the Portland event. It um, might have been. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I loved his presentation on the on the nine seventeen. The the one the one takeaway that I got from him about the nine seventeen, I remember he said nobody ever said it was fun to drive. No, <laughs> no, I can't even imagine. Oh man, uh, brave guy. So I'm gonna let you go on the ultimate drive today, Michael. I have an open checkbook. Money's no object. I'm gonna buy you any car. You can be driving anywhere on the planet, and you can be with anybody, living or deceased. So what does that look like for you? Wow. Oh, my, 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 <laughs> my, my, yeah, I, and, and it's not as I've, I've been thinking about it. I think the one person that I regret that I never got to meet was Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. The one person at the, at the top of my list. I would just want to listen to him tell me about what, what we know about his career, but we also know about when he took a stand when he took that stand and he willingly faced incarceration because of his religion and because of his decision not to participate in the Vietnam War. He didn't run. He didn't hide. He, he, he didn't give speeches about how unfair it was. He just merely accepted it as his decision and his willingness to follow through on his decision. I can't imagine that. I mean, we all do a lot of things. They're, they're heroes who do things because their gut tells them to or, or, or the other kinds of things. I've got to save this person, my bravery, all those kinds of things, my initial reactions. For that boxer, and, and I don't want to say he was only a boxer, but I mean, he wasn't a, a community icon or, or, or any of those other kinds of things. We think about the great names in history and the leadership in history, the people that we want, the John F. Kennedys and the Martin Luther Kings. He was just a professional fighter who stood up for his cause. And I, you know, I, and I, I heard him talk about the fact, I just want to sit next to him and say, tell me this as we take this drive through Angeles Crest Highway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm guessing you're going to be in a Porsche of some kind. Yes, we're going to be in one of the cars. We're going to we're going to be in something with a manual transmission. Maybe just maybe just a 914 or a 356 because it's such a comfortable car to drive and you're never going to be in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a newer GT3 or RS or something like that, you might have your hands full and not be able to focus yeah, exactly. on the, the talk. So yeah. yeah, it's just too busy. You know yeah. you. There's there's an adrenaline rush to a GT3 RS, yeah. But a 356 or a 914 is I just get to drive this really wonderful car at my pace. There you go, that, and I don't have to push it. 
That would be pretty magical. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, you've taken us on a wonderful drive today. I knew you would. And I want to end our talk here with maybe uh, words of inspiration, uh, a mantra or success quote that you might leave us with today. I'll use the one that I use all the time. You you get what you give. Uh, it It is really important that we do what we can when we can. It's easier to forgive people when they can't to some degree. But when you you get what you give, just just gives you this opportunity every day just to grow, just to grow that 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 tribe or that community around you. That means that when you get up and go somewhere, when I see you, when I see some of my other friends in the Porsche world and the other community where I, I can turn around and I can see your face and it brings a smile to me. And I want to walk across, walk across the room to say hello to somebody I care and respect. That is that's important in life to know that it's not always about you. You know, listeners, you've heard this over and over and over again. I'll keep saying it. We are happiest as human beings when we've learned this lesson, and that is give back to others, help others. That is when we're at our best, and that is when we feel best about ourselves. And that is really the secret sauce to life I've learned, the reason for happiness, after talking with 2,027 people here today, Michael included. Listeners, you can learn more about this wonderful event at boysrepublic.org. I encourage you to attend. You're going to be in the Southern California area. It takes place June 5th. There's also some uh, uh, dinners and galas that come up the days before, so you can be a part of that. So go to the website and check it out. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Porsche Club, pca.org. Wonderful event that Michael and I are members of. Lots of ways to meet people and donate time and help people. Uh, and again, uh, boysrepublic.org. Go there, check it out, and support them. Michael, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. So good to reconnect with you. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you at the Friends of Steve McQueen Car and Motorcycle Show. Absolutely, with bells on. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.